This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hey fam, welcome to another episode. We're at 105, and today we're talking about three reasons that you're not seeing progress. Now, there are a couple of, of course, there's more than three reasons why you may not be seeing progress, but I feel like I wanted to narrow it down to the three most common reasons that I see why folks just aren't making progress. And sorry about that. I had to just take out my aligners. They're driving me crazy. Um, this will make it a lot easier for you to hear me. And I'm not going to be slurring or lisping or anything like that. So you're welcome. But these are the common reasons why just folks aren't seeing progress, whether it's weight training, um, bike training, if you're trying to get faster on the uphills, whatever it is, I will say that these are probably going to be a good measure for you to kind of check in on how you're doing with these three things and then go from there. All right. So that's the goal for today's episode is just to give you some ideas on things that you maybe you should just reflect on that maybe you should start to track yourself with your, your own metrics, with your training and things like that, especially if you don't have a coach, but especially if you do have a coach, because if your coach isn't necessarily tracking these things and kind of checking in, if things are starting to go a little awry and asking you about these particular things, then guess what? You know, maybe it's just conversation you need to have with your coach. If you're a client of mine, you know all too well that I do check in, especially with the first reason that I'm going to list. That is probably the most common thing that I do check in with with my clients because it is something that I I just see all too often. All right. So are you ready? Let's get started. All right. First reason that you may not be seeing progress. It could be because of nutrition recovery, or some element of your lifestyle, it's just not aligned with your goals to support progress. Whether it's weight loss or muscle gain, you know, whether either one of those is your goals, maybe just getting faster on the bike or climbing better is a goal of yours. Doesn't matter. If it's, if it's some sort of performance goal, again, it doesn't matter. You need to train hard, but you need to recover harder and you need to do things daily that support your your overarching goals, especially when it comes to recovery. Also, you know, don't have misaligned goals at the same time, such as, you know, aspiring to lose weight and fat while also having a goal to improve your performance metrics. That those two things can be very competing, right? I am not a big um, proponent of trying to focus on two of those things at the same time. However, I will go ahead and say that there is a caveat. You can increase your overall activity level, you know, your overall calorie burning for that day. I hate to, I hate to narrow it down into those words, but if you do have a weight and fat loss goal, for example, to just get leaner then yes, you can increase your energy output, but I don't agree with decreasing your energy input, aka food, nutrition. I don't agree with 
practically starving yourselves and, you know, and just making you feel miserable and, and having you take away all of the carbs and fats in your diet. That is just not a way to live. Plus, that could potentially open up to other things that could be a quick and dirty and ugly snowball effect and having you then not have energy for your training, not have energy and zest for your life. You could be getting moody, could give you long-term, you know, hormonal issues, especially if you stay at a calorie deficit for too long. I'm going to see if I can find that episode that I did earlier uh, about the fact that you can diet for too long. So I will link that in the show notes if you want to check that episode out. I highly recommend it, especially if you have been feeling a little sluggish, not really energetic, uh, fatigued, trouble sleeping, moody, maybe you're snapping at folks, maybe your performance just is not where it used to be. That is something to look at. The other thing to look at is sleep. And I know it's not sexy, it's not it's not exciting to talk about sleep, because literally you're not doing anything while you're sleeping, but sleep can impact your training so much. You know, for me, I know you've probably heard me say this in a couple of the recent episodes, I've improved my sleep dramatically in the last like 12 weeks, I think it's been now. I can't remember, my my watch just alerted me um, because I keep making game-changing just changes uh, with my sleep and with my, my habits around my sleep and my sleep patterns and just things that I'm dialing in and things that I'm realizing impact my sleep, AKA alcohol, AKA eating shortly before going to bed. Um, other options that impact my sleep are watching TV right up until bed. I need to have some sort of no technology zone before I get into bed. These are just ideas. And again, these are things that work for me and they're also shown to work for countless other people. So there is a reason sleep is so crucial. There's a reason that Olympic athletes at the highest levels focus on their sleep and they're getting about nine to 10 hours of sleep a night. Now, of course, this is not realistic, especially if you're a new parent, you know, in those situations, all you can do is just do your best, but Doing your best is certainly better than just not sleeping at all or living on three to four hours a night. Even if you think that you can get away with six hours a night, I dare you to try for seven, seven and a half to eight because you're going to see a drastic difference, especially if you consistently do it, you're going to see a drastic difference between the six hours a night, five to six hours a night, um, even six to seven hours a night. As, as long as you can get over that seven hour mark, get a little bit closer to, to eight hours, you're going to see a dramatic difference in your recovery, in your joy of life, your joie de vivre, your your willingness to train, your excitement about your training, all of that stuff, it, it boils down to sleep, all right? So first things first, if you're not seeing progress, take a look at your nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle that aligns with that, you know? How's your hydration? How is, how is your nutrition truly? You know, are you eating protein at every meal? Are you eating carbohydrates around your workouts, before and after your workouts, whether they're in the gym or on the bike? Are you consistently refueling during those efforts, especially if they're over, you know, some folks could be as little as 60 minutes. For me, I do need some sort of fuel. If it is 60 minutes long, I need to have a snack. Uh, That's a little bit more carb centric. That's just what works for me. But some folks, it might take them 90 minutes to get to that point. I will say the leaner you are, the more muscular you are, the quicker you're going to need to refuel. 
generally speaking. Of course, there's always going to be some sort of generalization because there are going to be outliers. And most of the time, though, I can say with confidence that a majority of people will need some sort of snack while they're on the bike, especially if it's over 90 minutes long. All right. So something to think about, but definitely reflect on this because if, and I will go ahead and say, I'm going to step on my soapbox like I always do on, I think every episode at this point, but there is a very popular conception that, oh, Hey, I'm trying to lose weight or trying to lose a little extra body fat. Let me cut my carbs for the love of all that is holy people. Please don't do that. All right. Carbs are not the enemy. There are are going to be athletes that enjoy eating fats more, and that is completely fine. I have several athletes who enjoy having a higher fat intake, and no, they're not keto or any of that other crap. They're they just enjoy eating higher fats. Like they enjoy butters, they enjoy, you know, coconuts, and they enjoy avocado, and yeah, they just like nuts and seeds and all the good stuff, right? Who doesn't like a good peanut butter or almond butter? except for those of you that might be allergic or sensitive to those things. But I do have countless athletes, you know, that enjoy eating a higher fat diet. And that is not a good or bad thing per se. It just is. That's just what they prefer. And if they're looking to get leaner, your your main focus should be on your overall intake throughout the day as compared to your overall output for the day. Intake, output, that is going to be the nuts and bolts of some sort of fat loss and weight loss. Now, please keep in mind there are going to be other things that are contributing factors. Genetics. Can't really change certain things about your genetics. Can't really change certain things about how much you can sleep, especially if you are a new parent. Uh, Hormones, things like that. If things are a little bit out of whack, then yeah, it can help to go and see your healthcare practitioner, get some blood work done, see if you maybe you're anemic or maybe have a low vitamin B or D or something that's causing some energy deficiency. And that is in turn can impact your ability to absorb nutrients through your food and things like that. So there are going to be other factors involved, possibly, and they are worth exploring, especially with an annual physical. But generally speaking, calories in, calories out is a good rule of thumb to follow. If it's not working, however, especially if you are being diligent with that, then yeah, it is definitely worth going and getting some blood work and getting things checked out, getting your thyroid checked and things like that. All right. So, but be honest with yourself, nutrition, you know, you can work out until you are just completely spent, but if your nutrition is not dialed and not consistent because you don't have to be dialed and perfect every day, there is no such thing as perfect. All right. There just is. You, you just eat, you know, and, but if you're not consistent in how you're eating and fueling, then yeah, that will definitely have an impact on your overall progress and just your overall energy levels when you do approach your, your training. So I can't emphasize this enough, seriously, nutrition and recovery and having things in alignment with the goals that you're chasing, that is going to be paramount, absolutely paramount. All right. All right, let's jump into the, to the other options here, the other reasons. All right, number two, if it's pertaining to strength, all right, you're just not lifting enough or pushing your progress enough in the gym or on the bike. So if you're looking to improve some element, whether it's in the gym or on the bike, you're, you're possibly just not pushing yourself enough. 
And, you know, you have to be able to push yourself to your edges. Your edges are going to be different than your partner's edges and your, you know, teammate edges and things like that, because there is an element of grit, like a mental grit about this. But here's my philosophy with this. If you were moving safely in a deadlift and a squat and certain movements in the gym, all right, you've had your coach look at these things. Like for me in the Shred Strong program, great. I ask my athletes to, look, you know, send me a video. Always the first week of the, of the cycle, I always say, hey, send me a video of your deadlift, you know, whatever deadlift for variation we're doing. And then also, you know, a squat the next week, right? Because those are going to be the two main things that people just might need just a little tweak, all right? Just a little tiny tweak. And I have like years of coaching experience, so it's very easy for me to look at someone move and say, oh, I know what we can do. I know what we could do differently, just slightly, right? I love it. I love looking at movement videos. It's like one of my favorite things to do besides programming. I love looking at athletes move. It, ah, it just, it makes me so happy, right? And it also makes me really happy because I get to allow them to feel more confident in their movement, all right? So whether they're remote or in-person, you know, clients, doesn't matter. I can still get the same uh, impact with them, okay? So if you are moving and you have a professional looking at you and your movement quality and you're moving, you're moving the weight with quality and confidently, then see if you can increase the weight. That doesn't mean you have to add another 20 pounds on it, even just two and a halfs or five pound plates or just a next step up in the dumbbell or, or kettlebell collection could make a huge difference. The other option too is changing the tempo of your movement. So squats, deadlifts, you know, any lift, honestly, lunges, doesn't really matter. Oh, tempo lunges though. Those are the devil. Um, you could slow it down a little bit. So slow down the tempo and, and, you know, get into the squat with three seconds you know, three, two, one, and don't make it three, two, one, make it like one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Okay. So be, be legit with your countdown and tempo work and things like that. Aim for three, even up to five seconds, anything beyond that. I mean, sure it's helpful, but goodness, it's not necessary. <laughs> like anything between a three and five uh, second descent or ascent is going to be fantastic when it comes to your movement in and out of a squat or in and out of a deadlift or something like that, okay? Another thing that you can incorporate in there is our our pauses. And by pausing, I mean, for example, say you're doing a goblet squat or a back squat or something like that, okay? The bottom of the squat, pause for two, three seconds. You could do a five-second pause, but I don't necessarily agree with a longer pause only because, especially in the squat, I find sometimes you can lose your tension and stability with keeping your core engaged and things like that. And I'd rather just err on the on the side of caution, but while still pushing yourself, because there is that nice little fine line. And that's when I find like a good two to three second pause is golden. It works for most of the athletes that I work with personally over the years, as well as myself. So something worth trying and definitely checking out. But see if you can add some tempo work. See if you can add some pause work. Make it a little bit more complicated if you're not quite ready to increase the weight or resistance that you're using. So slow down the eccentric portion or you know, slow down the concentric portion. Add in some pause work. 
whatever that is for you, that could be a nice substitute to help push that progress and push you a little bit further because sometimes we can just get complacent. All right. For example, I had a client that I worked with for just a a few months. All right. So she did like the three month minimum and However, she wanted to jump into another program and give that other program a try, which is unfortunate because when I look back at her stats, she wasn't, I mean, the reason she saw initial progress is because, yeah, she got back into strength training and things like that. Um, She was generally a yoga and mountain biker. But when I'm looking at what she was lifting, I mean, she was still lifting like five pounds, 10 pounds, right? And she still had good form because I saw some of her movement videos and things like that. So this is when she would have benefited from adding those bands to, to her dumbbells or kettlebells or things like that, you know, and getting it up to maybe a 20 pound resistance or possibly investing in some additional equipment and getting into a little bit of a heavier dumbbell or kettlebell. That's when it can just be beneficial because here's the downside with getting stronger. When you do get stronger, you have to lift more and you have to continue to lift more and you have to continue to challenge your body. So there is going to be a a period of time where you are going to see exponential growth. And had she stayed with the program and just gotten a 17 and a half pound or 20 pound or 25 pound weight, then great. She would have continued to see that progress. And that would have been, that would have kept it exciting. That would have kept her progressing and getting the results that she was striving for. But sometimes I feel like it's kind of like that meme. And I don't know if you've seen this meme or not, but it's, It's a meme of someone digging in the ground, right? And they're trying to get to a diamond or some sort of gem, an invaluable gem. And that is their goal that they're trying to go for. So the gem that they're digging after is the goal that they're seeking. But then they stop digging because they kept digging, kept digging, kept digging, kept digging. And they didn't get to it yet. So then they just stopped. They gave up. But then when you look at the meme... They're literally inches from that gem. And that's when it, I know it's just, you know, a meme, but it reflects so well and describes so well what we as coaches are talking about often when we talk about being consistent with something and to keep showing up and to keep pushing yourself. You know, even if you're a little tired, hey, great. Try to get that warm up in, you know, at least change your clothes, get your warm up in, see how you feel. At least start pedaling the bike, right? And just see how you feel. Again, there will be, of course, completely valid days where you need to just take a rest. That was me earlier this week. I took two days off in a row. Hey, I had just started my cycle this week and I just, you know, I have two days a month where I'm just tired. Um, and, uh, You know, I'm kind of looking forward to when my menstruation stops (laughs) because I'm 43. I'll be 44 this year. But at the same time, I'm also not because I know that that also comes with other things to then focus on. But there are, there's two days a month where I'm just like kind of spent, you know, I can just do the bare minimum, (laughs) which is, which is walking the dog and maybe doing like an arm routine. All right. And, you know, I have to respect how my body feels. I have to respect my energy levels. But here I am two days later and I feel fantastic. You know, I had a fantastic morning workout with my partner and now I'm getting ready to hop on the bike after this. Like everything works out, right? But you, all that to say, like, sure, listen to your body. If you feel like you need to take a beat and you need to take a rest day, then do it, do it, do it, do it. But also 
try to challenge yourself. Try to push yourself a little bit more to that point of discomfort because that, that is when you're going to be so close to, to reaching that gem, that diamond that you're digging after, that goal that you're seeking is if you can just get uncomfortable, just a little uncomfortable with whatever it is for you. And that is, that's the point where you start to change. All right. Because I feel like sometimes we can get so complacent. And I I just even had this conversation with my wife about how sometimes I can even find myself getting complacent because I focus so much on my athletes. And then I kind of forget, you know, like about myself and my own training and things like that. And I'm trying to get clarity around my 2023 race schedule and what I want to do. Um, because unfortunately I just don't have the bike for the things that I do want to do, which are a little bit more cross country centric, but, um, but yeah, all that to say that, you know, have your goals aligned with what you truly want to do and then push yourself a little bit beyond that, that, that comfort, that comfort level that we get so easy and wrapped up in that cushy little blanket sitting in front of the fire, watching Netflix, right? We need to kind of, we need to strip that off and get a little uncomfortable with things that we're chasing. So you might not be lifting enough or pushing your progress enough in the gym or on the bike, period. You have to be able to push yourself. Sorry, I just like blew into the mic. You have to be able to push yourself to your edges, get comfortable in those edges, and, and edges is actually a word that popped up a lot for me in 2022, uh, with some training and things like that, that I've done, you know, with health coaching and master health coaching and, and also my mindfulness meditation program, we were constantly seeking to push the edges and that thought stayed with me and has stuck with me since. And I'm really trying to find a way to elicit that to you all. I want you to be able to push your edges. If you feel comfortable under a certain weight, great. Increase the weight a little bit. doesn't matter. Two and a half pounds, five pounds. I don't care. Just see what you're capable of because you are capable of so much more than you think. I can't emphasize that enough. Abandon complacency. All right. I love y'all, but let's wrap it up. The third reason that you might not be seeing progress is because you program hop. Like, let's get real. You program hop. You're hopping around. You enter a program. You give it a try for like four weeks, whatever. Meh. Okay, great. No, stick with it. Stick with a program. I don't care if it's mine or someone else's. I don't give two rats asses about that, all right? I just want you to pick a program and I want you to commit to it for a minimum of three to six months. If you were to do that, holy hell. That's the greatest groundwork that you could lay for yourself, especially leading into the spring and summer riding season. However, I'm going to go ahead and and up the ante even more and say, stick with it for a year. If you stick with something for a year, I cannot emphasize how much change you will see, especially if you do include strength training during the actual bike seasons. And I'm saying this specifically in reference to, yeah, some of my shred strong athletes, sure. But also a lot of my one-on-one clients that I'm seeing too. Those are the ones that I definitely know are, are showing up because of the accountability piece and things like that with my work. But I mean, oh my God, they, I mean, you all, if you are a one-on-one client of mine, 
and you're listening to this, first of all, I love you dearly and I'm so grateful for you. But like to be able to watch you all grow into the athlete that you all are striving to be and that you already are, but you're realizing that you're that athlete, holy shit, that is such a cool experience to see you all stick with something and just keep showing up for yourself. I mean, it is, God, I'm getting emotional just like thinking about it because it is so incredible to see um, what you all are capable of because I see it, especially when I'm doing like assessments and initial intake and things like that and, and kind of looking to see where you're starting those first few weeks that we're working together. But then I'm trying to like mastercraft it around, you know, I'm trying to kind of switch the template around to work for you and, you know, any weaknesses that you might have and strengths that you might have and things like that and make it work for you. Uh, and then when I'm, I'm seeing you a year to two years or more after working together and you just keep showing up and it's an incredible thing to see. And I want those of you who maybe are not my one-on-one clients, trust me, I'm not telling you this to become my one-on-one client because actually... I'm fairly capped. Like I only have like room for maybe one or two clients. So I'm not, I'm not actively seeking anyone right now, but I just want you all to know that if you're listening to this, I don't care if you're in the the one-on-one program with me or the shred strong program or another program. If you were to just keep showing up and stop program hopping, you could see the the difference that it makes, the impact that it makes. And and that's what I want for, honestly, for everyone that I work with. So I want them to see how strong and powerful they can be and how they can experience maybe less aches and pains in their joints and more mobility and just feeling that vibrance in everything that they're, that they're doing. And yeah, I just, I want that for everyone. And I want them to see how sustainable it can be too. You know, you don't have to spend talk to any of my clients if you know them and they post openly on my on my private Facebook page or on my Instagram you know talk with them and just be like dude do you spend like you know five hours in the gym like what's going on no they spend like 30 to 60 minutes tops in the gym for strength training all right and that's tops you know I have some clients who I, I kind of push uh, a little bit further because they're they're really trying to squeeze their strength training in two two days a week so some of my private clients I have you know I have like one of those sessions be a little bit longer so it might be a little bit closer to like 60 to 90 minutes but like that's a that's a rarity and that's only because they're spending the other four days that week um you know on their bike doing intervals things like that okay but seriously, Stop program hopping. Try to stay consistent with whatever program you're on because I cannot tell you how much of a difference it, it can make. And just try to get something heavier than the than the damn little pink weights, you know, and, and push yourself. Really push those edges. Again, that goes back to point number two, but I, I want to emphasize that enough because I feel like sometimes, especially female clients that I work with, they can be a little bit timid uh, of getting bulky and, you know, massive and things like that. And let me tell you, hun, it's not going to happen. And I don't even know why I just said the word hun, but it, it, I'm just talking to you. Uh, but it's not necessarily going to happen. You have to be eating, you know, a massive amount of quantity of food, generally speaking, and you have to be lifting incredibly heavy weights. I mean, incredibly heavy, and you have to have the genetics to get to that point. So if you think you're going to be looking like a bodybuilder, you're not, you know, it's kind of the same concept that you think that you're going to like lose five pounds by eating a salad. You're just not. Okay. So 
I, I hope that that helps add some clarity to you uh, and your thinking. So if you are not, if you, and I'm talking to you, if you're not experiencing any progress right now, maybe you're plateauing just a little bit, take a look at these three things. All right. First thing, again, nutrition and recovery, and just making sure that your daily habits and things like that, for the most part, are in alignment with those goals that you're, that you're chasing. Okay. Second thing, you're not lifting enough or pushing your progress enough in the gym or on the bike. You're basically not pushing yourself to your edges. So find those edges, seek them out, seek the discomfort. And then number three, you program hop. You know, you're always chasing another program because you have that, that shiny object syndrome. All right. So try to stick to a program for more than 12 weeks, ideally. I mean, man, if you were to stick to a program for at least a year, I think you could see a profound difference especially if the program and the caveat here is that the program has to be a progressive overload program like my shred strong program i know that there i'm sure there's some out there but sometimes i just see all too often uh coaches unfortunately on instagram things like that they do happen to do like the same movements over and over again but then they don't tell their clients to like increase a little bit you know like increase your weight like increase the intensity increase the resistance a little bit you have to in order to grow the muscle, you do have to break it down a little bit with some more strength. And how you do that? Increase the weight, increase the resistance, increase the reps, or a combination of all those things. All right. You can change the tempo around. You can add some pause work, whatever it is. Like I talked about earlier, there are ways that you can push that boundary just a little bit more to push your edge and to get past that comfort zone. All right. To so get uncomfortable, push yourself. All right. That's all I have for you today, fam. I appreciate you being here. And I thank you so much for listening. Seriously, I can't believe I'm at episode 105. In a couple of weeks, I do have an episode. It's going to include another interview uh, with some folks from The Cycle Effect. So definitely check that out. That's going to be episode 107. Uh, We just did that that interview a week or two ago, and I'm really excited to get that published. And I'm hoping to start doing an interview at least once a month, if not twice a month. So if you have anyone that you would love to hear me interview, please do send me a DM on Instagram at shifthumanperformance, or you can email me, jen at shifthumanperformance.com. And I would love to hear who you have some ideas for me to interview. All right. Because I am loving talking with other people and just kind of spreading the word for folks in the industry and, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. So my, my word for 2023 is community. And I definitely want to do that uh, and just highlight some awesome folks that we have in our mountain biking community and gravel cycling, cycling community too. All right. Well, again, I am endlessly grateful for you. If you could rate this podcast episode, that would be awesome, especially on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening on. That would be super helpful because that helps me get some more traction and get to more ears and help people get stronger and hella more resilient on and off the bike. All right. I love you all. And I hope you have a beautiful day.